1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We start today with the numbers from the Canadian Real Estate Association and a breakdown of the hottest markets across the country. What can you tell us? Well, the major cities were up a lot. And, 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 Halifax was up 27.5% in 2021 so far, followed by Toronto at 18.3%, and then Montreal up 15.5%, Tina. Wow. Okay, so no huge (laughs) surprise about Halifax, right? We've heard those stories about people making the move east, way east. Yeah, and, you know, they're looking at waterfront properties, they're looking at a lot of land, some serenity, peace and quiet, because now people can work from anywhere. You know, a lot of a lot of the industries out there have figured out that their employees could work from home. They've downsized their office space. They've given their employees autonomy to to work from anywhere. And you know, one of the reports that I was reading was that employees are more productive when they're working in an environment that uh, they're happy in. So a lot of the employers have jumped on this bandwagon and have allowed them to continue working from home. And they've seen productivity increase. And at the same time, people are happier out uh, out east by the water. We've seen so many people move to the Maritimes from the GTA. Will the market continue to set records month over month? And if that's the case, that means prices just continue to go up. Where do we go from here? Well, right now we have, uh, you know, demand is outweighing supply. And that's been the issue over the last three or four years because we haven't had the housing starts to match the family formations. And what that means is, yeah, prices will continue to appreciate. We're, we're, we're going to have more people coming into the country now when uh, the borders open up and immigration starts to take off again. And that's going to really complicate matters in terms of supply because we are short already, and this is just domestic demand. So once you add in more people coming in, that's going to put more pressure on the inventory that we do have available, and it's going to continue to fuel multiple offers, bidding wars, and prices will continue to increase because people need a place to stay. So if you have the option of losing out on a home that you really want or paying $50,000 more, you're going to pay the $50,000 more. And that's going to continue to drive prices up. As far as sales, we do need more inventory. And as the inventory is put on the market, so not only resale homes, but also new home starts. As the builders start to build more homes, you're going to start to see those get absorbed in the market. So the number of sales will also continue to increase. So both of those answers would be uh, yes. (laughs) You mentioned Halifax. What does Vancouver look like? So Vancouver, it's also picking up steam now. And, you know, Vancouver and Toronto depend a lot on the foreign, um, you know, when people are coming in from different countries, they're moving to Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. So those three areas will have a huge spike. I mean, Toronto's already up, Montreal's already up. Vancouver is going to start to really take off now, too. 
So watch for Vancouver in the next six months to also have huge uh, supply issues and multiple offers. What is the market typically like for November and December? And if this is not a typical year, what do you expect in these last couple of months? We're getting back into the typical years now or the typical months now for the year. So November is usually pretty hot. It doesn't start to slow down until about the midway mark of December. And from December 15th to January 15th, you have a bit of a lull for the holidays. But uh, after January 15th, look for people to jump on the bandwagon early and get their homes on the market. And buyers are going to be jumping the gun so that they're not competing with everyone in the spring market. So November, as we close out the fall market, it's going to continue to be hot and uh, look for it to pick up around January 15th. So if inventory is still low, is your advice to a potential seller to get it on the market quick, do not wait for spring? Yeah, you know, there's people that want to be in their homes before Christmas. So there's a lot of demand out there. And it's going to, if you're looking to sell a property right away, this is the time to get it on the market. This is the time where you're going to benefit from having so many buyers that are out there. Uh, you want to take advantage of the demand and, and you don't want to be on the market when all of your neighbors are on the market, which uh, everyone kind of eyes and targets that spring market, Tina, like maybe around mid-March, late March, that's when they want to get on the market. You want to beat them to the punch. So you want to make sure that you're the first on the bus and the first off the bus. So now would be a great time. And what types of properties are you referring to here? Is it uh, a detached home? Is it a townhouse? Is it a condo? What are we looking at? It's right now uh, with the inventory crunch, it's everything. We have people that have told us they would like a townhouse. They may go up to a semi or they may take a condo because there's nothing available in any of those categories. That uh, So they just want to jump on the first product that becomes available just to get into the market. And after a few years, they'll move into the home of their dreams or something that, uh, you know, is more of what they want for their lifestyle. But right now, people just want to enter the market. So condos are hot now. Uh, there was a, a time where people were saying the condo prices would continue to fall, but they're seeing that uh, even the condos are being uh, scooped up right now. Detached homes, there's hardly any inventory. Everyone moved to a detached home during the pandemic months. And now we're starting to see that uh, attached homes like semis and townhouses are also moving just as quick. And are you still seeing multiple offers out there? We are. And it, it's just a, a factor of supply and demand. And when, you, when, when demand outweighs supply in the way it has, I mean, we have critical supply levels. It, it is the lowest month-to-month supply that I have seen in my 16 years in the business. And until that changes... Multiple offers will continue. Bidding wars will continue. There's a lot of talk about how the government plans on fixing this and, you know, removing blind bidding and bringing in auctions. It's not going to fix it. The only thing that's going to fix this, and we've said this so many times, is more supply. You have to fight the supply issue with more supply, and that's the only thing that's going to fix it. So whoever's waiting for the government to bring in, you know, auctions and, make it harder for people to purchase. All that's going to do is just feel the market the way it is. The demand will continue to be there. The supply is still limited and it's not going to stop anything. So to curb the price appreciation, you need more supply. That's, that's the only answer. 
But more supply isn't a quick fix, right? And it still continues to be so frustrating for potential buyers. Yeah, I mean, we need we need the hose to be turned down on. And right now, we just have a slow drip. And even with the supply that's coming in, it's just a slow drip. We We need someone to turn the tap on and get that supply pumping out. But it's hard to do. I mean, if you look at all of the cranes that are up in Toronto right now building condos, those are already sold. The builders don't start building until a building is 60 or 70% sold. So all of those condos that are being constructed right now are sold out. So people looking at these cranes will say, oh, there's all these condos coming up and that's going to solve our supply issue. Those are already spoken for. Mm. So we need new supply. We need more supply coming through the pipeline in order to help us. All right, we will continue to watch after the break, rising monthly rents. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. On the Market is back. I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Ben Myers, President of Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben, welcome back. Ah, thanks for having me again. Ben, it looks like uh, rents have gone up again, and they've creeped up to an average of $1,769 in September. Tell us a little more. Yeah, I mean the uh, the GTA rents are climbing again, and it's kind of not a, not a surprise, obviously, with uh, things somewhat going back to normal in in uh, many places across Ontario and the Greater Toronto area. Offices opening up, uh, you know, uh, school age kids going back to school, universities opening up to uh, to in class learning again. So, and and these service workers going back to work, so they're needing a place to to, to live in the in the downtown cores and close to employment in the in the suburban market. So uh, we're seeing people, you know, that maybe moved out of the GTA come back into the to the GTA to uh, to work and, and that's all putting, you know, upward pressure on uh, on rent levels. And Ben, could you run us through the list of um, the hot cities uh, here in the GTA and maybe beyond as well? Oh my goodness. Well um yeah. <laughs> but Toronto is always on the top of mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> top of that list in terms of uh in terms of uh rent growth, right? Um I'm just looking in the GTA, uh, you know, Mississauga, just looking at the quarterly numbers, Mississauga is up to two thousand seventy five dollars a month, which is you know, seventy five dollars more than uh than last quarter. Etobicoke was two thousand ninety nine dollars per month. And again, this is all property types. In, in these municipalities, so that's up 130 dollars from uh, uh, from the previous quarter. Sorry, I'm talking Q3 over over Q2. I'm getting a <laughs> I'm a little behind in, in my years here. Uh, Scarborough is is doing decent. Rents are up 60 dollars in the third quarter over the over the second quarter. Um, so there's pretty some pretty big jumps across the the Greater Toronto area, and obviously Toronto. $140 more than uh, than the previous quarter, $2,181 is the average rent. And again, that's across all property types, singles, semis, row, condo apartments, rental apartments, basement apartments. That's that's the average across all of those on uh, uh, the rentals.ca listings, which is, you know, uh, aggregating thousands of listings across the GTA every single month. 
and and moving across uh, the country or even over to Montreal. I, I mean, I I noticed the uh, rents increase in Montreal because my daughter goes to McGill there, and you know, even they're starting to see a rebound in what's happening with rental. Is that right across the country, pretty much? Yeah, it's really in every single major market we saw an increase other than Regina and Saskatchewan. So if you're looking for affordable housing, those are two markets that you should definitely check out in terms of rent. In Regina is a thousand and fifty six and Saskatoon was a thousand, right? So you're you're talking, you know, less than half than uh what you would get in, in uh you know, Toronto, Etobicoke, Mississauga and all those those markets. So pretty pretty amazing. But yeah, Montreal is is up and uh and uh maybe a little bit less than those those other markets, but uh it had experienced some pretty huge growth in twenty nineteen. So um it's it, it had cooled off a little bit in uh in, in um uh, in 2021 in terms of that growth. And what can you tell us about the markets right here in York Region, Vaughan and Markham, for example? Oh, I mean, I think our our sample size is probably not good enough in those markets to, for me to really give you a sense of uh, of if they are, you know, going up as, as, as much as those other markets. Unfortunately, as you know, is is there's just so little rental apartment um, uh, buildings in those marketplaces, right? In your York region marketplaces, there's a decent amount of, of condo market activity, but you know, they're leasing up so quickly that the, that the composition of units on rentals.ca can be very different from, uh, you know, from quarter to quarter and month to month in terms of the product type that it's available. So I don't want to, uh, you know, say distinctly that yes, it's up, but, if it's, I'm pretty sure it's following a very similar path as many of the other suburban markets. They didn't go down as much during COVID. We didn't see the same declines as you saw in downtown Toronto. Uh, and uh, the pace that they're going up is not as, as quick as those markets that went down faster. So they're a little bit uh, slower going up, but they didn't go down as quickly. And that's a good point. I mean, what we've seen from our realtor's perspective is the demand is starting to come back to York region now. And I think it starts downtown and it starts to come all the way up to 404. And with the amount of new construction in Vaughan, the prices seem to be more affordable in the Jane and seven corridor around the subway, because there's been so many buildings built over the last three years there. And in Markham, again, with the number of buildings being constructed around downtown Markham, it's relatively remained very affordable, but we're starting to see a bit of a change there. And I think once York University is constructed, that's going to play a huge role in the Markham rental uh, aspect of uh, condominiums. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the uh, transit the transit city development has been uh, been huge. Just uh, I just pulled up the Vaughn numbers just to make sure that I wasn't speaking out of school. And so yeah, they're only they were only up about ten dollars quarter over quarter. So. But it, but the rent you know two thousand one hundred and fifty eight dollars a month that was the uh, that was the average in in bond but it's it's kind of boosted by the fact that there just isn't in like in Toronto you know rental buildings from the nineteen forties and fifties and sixties that have uh, you know depreciated in value over time or at least you know all the cheaper ones in the marketplace so much of Vaughn is fairly new or we're talking you know rentals of single family homes that buy. <laughs> You know, four or five thousand dollars a month, right? So it's always difficult to assess some of the markets when when the composition or the makeup of of the listings is so very different. And so many made the move out of Toronto because of high rents. Is the rent that much cheaper if you move all the way out to Windsor, for example? 
Uh, yeah, Windsor was an interesting market. We 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 took a look at uh, you know what the rental rates were in uh, in Windsor for similar sized product, and I don't think I've got the thing in front of me to quote you the exact numbers, but uh, I think it was a thousand dollars a month cheaper. Is that? I maybe you have it in front of you, but I don't have it right yet. I didn't have it. I have it memorized. But uh, yeah, so so significantly cheaper to to move out to those markets. I know the last time I was looking at the, the data, you know, something like Kitchener Waterloo, you know, which is you know much closer than Toronto was was almost half the rent, right? So mm-hmm. which is pretty unbelievable for you know the amount of employment that there is in Kitchener Waterloo, Cambridge, and Guelph for the rents to be that much lower than Toronto. So there's definitely is a is a huge premium for for living in the greater Toronto area, and um, unfortunately, we don't see any uh, reprieve from that uh, that that growth moving forward. And I know with uh, resale homes, that supply seems to be at the forefront of uh, every number that we kind of put out there. In in rentals, we're starting to see that too. We're starting to get uh, right across from Durham, York Region, all the way up to Simcoe. We're starting to see multiple offers on rentals. And do you see that becoming a larger factor as the borders open up, universities, offices get back in? Are, you gonna, are we going to start to see bidding wars continue through the next six months or so? Yeah, I don't see why not, right? I mean, we, uh, uh, we, you know, the, 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 the provincial, uh, sorry, the federal government has, you know, said they want to bring in as many as 400,000 to as high as 500,000 people into the country. And we know it's going to be, you know, 200,000 or even 250,000 into Ontario. And that's really just going to drive rents up all over the place. As, as we know, uh, you know, when immigrants come in, they tend to rent for the first, you know, three to five years that they're, they're here before they, they start to look to get into the, to the ownership market. Uh, so there's just a disconnect between, you know, the federal government's goals in terms of immigration and these individual municipalities' ability to deliver housing supply, and uh, and that's you know really caused, you know, as as a you know as a resale agent yourself, you see, you know, pricing going up ten to twenty percent depending on the the product type year over year in the middle of a pandemic, right? You know, just unbelievable. Uh, stuff that's happening when when there's supposed to be this uh, you know disconnect now from um, where people work and and uh, and where they live with the ability uh, of some companies uh, to allow for working from home. But certainly that hasn't made a <laughs> put a dent in in resale values. And if people can't afford to buy, they're going to rent. And uh, and we're seeing that again. That uh, you know rents are going up. Uh, and and uh, we'll probably be back to you know, 2019 peak rent rent levels by the end of next year. So what do you see heading into these last couple of months of 2021? Well, I mean, November and December tend to be, you know, uh, and January tend to be the slowest months for, uh, you know, for rent growth and for for demand in the rental market. So I think we're going to see a little bit of a cooling off. But as you know, over the last 18 months, nothing has been normal. Hmm. (laughs) So I would expect it kind of to, to uh, go against that trend, and I think we'll still see some slight growth in uh, in the rental market on a national basis, and even in the Greater Toronto area. But I think it's going to be much smaller. So it may just be a you know a half a percent or or one percent over the next three or four months in terms of uh, in terms of rent growth. Uh, yeah, so, so 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 not expecting a a huge spike like we've seen uh, during the fall. And great information as always. If our listeners want to read the full report and want more information, where can they find it? 
Yeah, if you go to rentals.ca slash national-rent-report, you can see that uh, study, especially the one with the Windsor versus Toronto rents, because that, that chart is up there. So, uh, you know, bullpenconsulting.ca, we've got some uh, some fun stuff, some podcasts and, and summaries of some of this this rental data going back a few years. So if, uh, if, you're, uh, if your listeners are interested in that, they can check that out. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And uh, we look forward to getting you on again for an update. Thank you very much. When we come back, your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Fran in Richmond Hill. She writes, earlier this year, we considered buying a home in cottage country, but the prices were too high. Is now a better time to consider this type of purchase? Asif? Great question, Fran. And the best time to buy in cottage country was when the pandemic was first starting out. There were some great deals out there and a lot of people cashed out of Toronto and York region and they moved up to cottage country to be close to the water, more land, and just to have some serenity around them because nobody could travel. But right now, the problem is there's no inventory. There's there's very, very limited supply up there. And the secret's out. The secret's out that that place was affordable and it's a beautiful place to live in. So there are not a lot of great deals out there unless you're looking for a fixer upper or you're uh, maybe it's not a road that's serviced 12 months of the year. There's some deals out there for, uh, you know, three season road uh, properties and things like that. But there's not a lot of great deals out there uh, over the last year and a half because everyone has been looking to move up to cottage country. Now, there are some people who have to make the road back to the downtown core, back to in-office work. Um, do you think it's going to change then that perspective of, you know, remote working and, and people wanting to be way out of the city? Maybe the prices will go down eventually? They could if people do put their properties up for sale and move back to Toronto. You may have, uh, you know, some deals coming up, but a lot of people, when they moved up there, they did factor in the fact that uh, factor in the fact that they were going to be commuting once or twice a week. And you know, the Innisfil area, Barrie, Aurelia, that was a pretty hot destination. And the reason was they were still within you know an hour and a half driving distance to Toronto if they did have to commute one or two days a week. So how does Fran find that one in a million deal that might be out there in cottage country? There's still a lot of people out there that uh, have moved. I mean, there was a lot of move over buyers too over the last little while. And, and that means that they were moving to Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. If you look at the numbers over there, their sales were through the roof. And that was because people were... Uh, making that move. So they were selling their properties in cottage country. They wanted similar properties in Nova Scotia, and they were getting great prices for their homes in cottage country and and moving out there. So the people that did cash out of cottage country and moved out of province uh, were the ones that uh, benefited from the Toronto people moving up there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our next question comes to us from Thomas in Markham. 
He wants to know, how do I find an agent that has my best interests at heart? Is it best to work with an agent that friends or family have suggested or simply call my local agent? Asif, where do I go from here? Again, another great question. And, you know, over the last week or so, we have seen a lot of stories and, and heard a lot of reports of agents not having the client's best interest in mind. And a referral is always great from family and friends because they have actually dealt with these people and and they would not recommend a bad agent to you. The real estate industry is not unlike any other industry where there are maybe a handful of bad apples out there, but the majority of them are going to have your best interest in mind. And the best way for you to find this out is either through a referral or by interviewing different agents. We have fiduciary duties that we owe to our clients, and that you know you can be you can rest assured that you're going to get honesty, transparency uh, when you do work with a professional realtor. So uh, I would say the referral is the best way to do it. Uh, if you do not have anyone that can refer you an agent, then interview a few agents and let them know what you're looking for, and that way you can be matched up with the right agent for you. Is there a regulatory body for agents? There sure is, and and we have a number of them. We have uh, you know local boards that you're part of. We also have in Ontario the Real Estate Council of Ontario. We have the Ontario Real Estate Association, and at the top we also have the Canadian Real Estate Association. So there are regulatory bodies. The disciplinary measures come from the boards and also from the Real Estate Council of Ontario. And the penalties are pretty steep. Uh, you know, there's. If you're not representing your client property uh, properly, you can actually lose your license. And, you know, no one wants to do that uh, just for, you know, the the benefit of one deal or anything. We're in this for the long haul, and we want to make sure that uh, we are treating the clients properly, ethically, and getting them the best deal for their money. And you're right. We've heard stories, especially lately, about how it's all about the commission, what do you want to say to people who think, yeah, that agent is just out for him or herself? Well, there's a, there's a lot of agents that will work. I, I mean, the commission by no means is it set. Uh, you know, you you can find an agent to fit your budget for whatever you want to offer in terms of commission. And just like with any other industry, with any other service, with any other product, the good ones are going to command a higher uh, income. So they are going to do a lot more. They're going to um, have clients that uh, they probably can match up with your property. There's a lot that goes into the sale of a property. It's not just putting it on the MLS and waiting for people to come. It depends on how you're marketing it, where you're marketing it. What does your listing look like? What do the pictures look like? There's, you know, the marketing aspect of it is huge. The negotiations are huge. You want to have someone that can negotiate the right deal for you. So again, like I said, there's there's people that will match up with any type of remuneration that you're offering. And at the same time, the cheapest is often not your best option if you're trying it depends on what you want to do with the property and and what your end game is as well if you just want to get rid of it then anyone could do that for you if you want to try and maximize the return on your investment then there's uh, a lot of great agents that can help you do that as a reminder you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com 
But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? They can always reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.